Iowa everywhere. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Miller and Williams here. We are recording this on the uh, morning of the 19th. Uh, we are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm I'm seeing how uh, I'm wetting people's appetite, you know, for the live John Miller. Yeah. Just seeing how it goes. Sure. And as I've explained, the reason why we don't do this show live and Jared and Jay, Hassel and I have very set schedules at those times where we can do it at the same time every week. Right. I don't want to – the last thing I want to do is say, hey, Miller and I are going to be live at 11 every – because we can't do that. A disaster. Yes. So that's why we don't do it. So I'm seeing how much of an appetite is there to have these things live where people can just pop on. If not, we're not going to do it, but that's why I'm doing it. Right. We're just more important. Thanks to our friends at Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Today. Uh, for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate them. Really, really great people out there uh, and their marketing team. So just want to push them and thank them for being a part of what we're doing. They're one of the first people to come on board and believe in what we're doing here at Iowa everywhere. We have, um, I have a, semi I don't know if this is going to be a controversial take or not but I thought John Miller's the perfect guy for me to have this Deion Sanders talk with today oh um, yeah let's do it I wanted to get your thoughts on your experience at Fog Allen and I actually I don't know if you watched two guys named Chris and I don't want to spend too much time on this John because we have not. limited time um, did you watch and don't just be honest here, did you watch Iowa State Texas the other night I watched the last uh, seven or eight minutes. Okay. we Because we were discussing, I said, John's going to be a good guy to bounce this off of because he likes sports, but you're not like sports crazy anymore. Right. And we were having the ESPN Plus discussion for a game like that. And my <laughs> point was the people who like me and Chris, we're going to be watching. Right. I said the guy like John Miller probably will not – see as much of that game because he has to seek it out right and right kind of play kind of prove my point I guess. yeah no no you, you're right I, I will say that the primary reason why i sought it out was because i had a three-leg parlay going yeah he's that, back. That, Prince. That, that, that involved iowa state minus two and a half i'd already won i got i jumped i happened to be down in kansas at the time that KU and Kansas State tipped off, and it was 4-6 before I realized it was going on. And I got Kansas plus 4.5 at that point, jumped on it, put the Cyclones in, and then I put Penn State plus 3.5 at Wisconsin in there as well. So I was very interested to tune in to see how that Iowa State game was going to finish. But I really do like this Iowa State team. We'll get to that in a second. But to finish up with your question – I have ESPN Plus mostly for the articles, and it gives me access to games. Like Playboy. Right. That's exactly articles. it. That's the Playboy thing. Um, That's what they used to always say. No, I like the articles. Yeah, it, it just it gives it gives me access to um it gives me access to everything. And so I will seek Iowa State. I watch Iowa State football a lot on ESPN Plus, but you're right. Your hypothesis correct. And yeah, I'm not like just... I'm not I'm not like some you know, 80 year old Luddite that doesn't know how to find things either. So I can only imagine if you have somebody that's 
maybe not as passionate about sports as they once were, or they've just grown more passionate with other things and things are relative now, which is probably more accurately defines me. Plus having the Luddite problem, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, I played right into what I thought would be the deal. You were at Fog Allen last week. How yeah. how you were with the you were in the all the big wigs. Did it yeah. end up going okay? Like, yeah, I did. It, it, it ended up. You didn't embarrass your daughter. Didn't get a chance to meet the chancellor because we were sitting in in his seats, and he didn't realize he was going to be in town. So apparently, that was a little kerfuffle. But um, oh, that's that's awkward. Uh, not for me. <laughs> but uh, no, our host. I, I don't want to say who he is. Um, just a great guy. Somebody that um, somebody that uh, bumped into a few years ago. But, you know, he had a little gift bag for me, and in it had, like, a, a piece of Kansas's floor from when they won the national championship last year. That's kind of so cool. I gave that to Grace because Grace still says the best day of her life was hanging out and watching the, uh, the championship game last year at KU on campus with her friends. But Allen Fieldhouse, I'd been there one time before, and it was in the Rafe LaFrance was playing at KU when I was there yep. the previous time. And during a timeout, I yelled out, Trainer! And uh, remains one of my favorite moments in On brand. my sports fandom. My wife's probably thinking I'm yelling up for her right now, so she hollers down. That's a false alarm. But the the history, the the Hall of Fame sort of stuff they have as you walk into the uh, facility um, and how they've retrofitted it. We went back and saw the KU's practice facility, got tours of the whole place. And then the noise. Um I've been to a lot of sporting events, been to a lot of stadiums and arenas, not as many as some, maybe not even as many as you. Um, nothing beats Allen Fieldhouse, as far as I'm concerned. And watching that Iowa State-Texas game the other night, watching some of you, you know, the, reading and seeing some of the Cyclone fanatic, fanatic reaction stuff afterwards, I'm like, you know what, I probably need to go back to Hilton sometime pretty soon for a big game because my i imagine that hilton's probably gets just as loud uh if not louder uh, i thought hilton, that was the best hilton i'd ever seen yeah i mean hilton is an unbelievable i mean if we're gonna do a top 10 of places to go watch a big important basketball game um hilton's on the list it's yeah, in the top good. 10 it's somewhere in the top 10 Allen Fieldhouse is in the top 10. But if you're going to go and you just want to take somebody for a college basketball experience who's never seen the sport before, there is no better place that I can think of than Allen Fieldhouse. I would agree. The people just – not that Iowa State fans don't, but it's a different level of care. And that's Kansas. the thing. That's yes. the cool thing about Kansas. It right. doesn't matter who they're – they could be playing Tennessee Tech. Right. And they're going at the same right. time and the, just as much passion. Right. And that's the thing. There was a couple people, not many, so this isn't really an issue. I'm not trying to make it into one. You know, I tweeted about my thoughts of Allen Fieldhouse, and a couple of Cyclone fans were like, well, you know, Al, you know, uh, Jack – or not Jack Trice, but gosh, I'm just drawing a blank. I said the Hilton. Hilton. Hilton is, you know, just as good. So – it's it's one of those it's like the jealous sister thing or the jealous oh, kid yeah, if you it. have two kids. It's like if you say something nice about one kid, the younger sister is going to say, "Well, what about me, dad?" And that's not what this is. This is just saying that Allen Fieldhouse it's not is, the same. is a freaking cathedral of sports, college, pro, whatever. Uh there's nothing like it. And uh it was a great experience. Um Iowa State. 
So an awesome so, game. So, so an unbelievable game. And I did have several Iowa State fans. This is a first, and thanks to you for you know getting me back maybe in good graces with people just by my coexistence with you on this podcast. Yeah. I had a few Iowa State fans DM me and ask me what I thought of Iowa State, my objective thoughts of Iowa State. And um, my thoughts of Iowa State are that is a sweet 16 team again. All right. However, I could see him losing in the first round because they're a guard short. Iowa State is a guard short away from me from me feeling there's a 25% or better chance of making the Elite Eight. And that's really good odds, by the way. Oh, yeah. 25% of me. Yeah, that's really good odds. I think they're one player short because they can play defense as good as anybody that I've seen this year. Um, and I've watched college basketball for 40-plus years. I know what good defense looks like, and Iowa State plays it. Uh, they're athletic in transition. They're disruptive in the passing lanes. Their half-court sets a little looked a little hero ballish at times. Yeah, but, you know, I give a lot of credit to Kansas, too. I think right. Self, he's elite. I love Dick. I um, mean, that is goes Dick without is saying. Explosive. Yeah, and uh, – yeah, dude is very disruptive. Um, long, gets in lanes pretty well, knows where he wants to be on the court. Great shooter. Um, good range. Um, Kansas has a lot of players like Iowa State has. Kansas just has more of them, and they have more shooters, even though this is not necessarily what I would say. I, I didn't see – Really, Dick is the difference between there's, those two there's, teams. There's no doubt. You're right about that. That is the one difference. Um, Iowa State doesn't have a dick. Kansas has Dick, and Iowa State doesn't. And that's really the big difference that I see between these two programs right now. I mean, you might disagree. No, and that's what gets me so excited about the future. I don't want to wait to – I don't want to dream past this year. But Iowa State has shooters and like guys like that coming in. Yeah. Where yep. the last two years, I just – their, their mindset and how they've attacked it is just brilliant. Like – zig when everybody else is zagging you know it's a it's a lot like iowa football uh, I, I in fact i've joked with tj before it, watching iowa offense and football i'll be like oh it's like watching you guys yeah it's it's because you really you, are you're limiting games you're ugling it up you're right, right. Uh, uh, i would get I, iowa I, state's better than that now though like right. that was more last year they're proving this year to be a more skilled team i i would get a little bored with that personally, I think. Now, now, okay, this is this is a hypothesis because I don't know what I'm about to say. It's true because I've never experienced it. If Iowa State can get to the Sweet 16 once every three or four years and they play a junk – not junk, a, a, a defensive-minded approach, a, a sexy Wisconsin, you know? Yeah. I don't know that I'd like that. I really love the up-tempo aspects of Iowa, but that's what I've always been used to going back. You know, loot to some degrees, but certainly Tom Davis, the yeah. up-tempo stuff. I really like that, which is why the Licklider era was, uh, you know, on, I couldn't even watch it. But, um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, how successful are you? I mean, for some. For me, I want to be entertained three months of the winter because winter – freaking sucks once i get moved out to a warmer climate okay i don't care just entertain me but i really need to be entertained in winter when i can't go out and um but you know what iowa state is a team that i think iowa state is far better suited for the ncaa tournament than iowa 
you could say that most every year of my life, frankly. Um, so, hey, it's working great for TJ. And you're right. If he if he gets these guys in, gets a couple shooters out there, a couple yeah, more guys who can hit 37, 38% on the regular and play that defense, that's 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 the that's He's the deal. not locked into this, like, ugly-ass – Right. It's just he's doing what he has to do with what he has. Yes. And he'll adapt with what he gets coming forward. And that's when that's he great at, coaching. When he coached at South Dakota State, they were one of the most up tempo teams in the country. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, stuff. So he, like, he make he makes he he has he makes something good out of the ingredients that he has. He's a great coach. He's a phenomenal recruiter. I've never spoken to him. You've spoken incredibly highly of him. He must be an incredible communicator that really reaches people. Uh, quickly, uh, great skill set to have, and it, he seems like he's a genuine guy. So, Iowa State's in a pretty darn good position. All right, real quick, um, before we get, I want to do this Deion Sanders thing. The Chris Street documentary. I saw you were tweeting about it late last night before I went to bed. I haven't had a chance to. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, right. What What do you take from it? Because okay, I, I, I do. I did. I did put it in my library last night. I will say this, the the Chris Street story, John, and this is where I, I, I didn't make it must-see TV, and I'm I'm one of those kids who I remember just like most of our audience, where I was when I found out. Right. right? Like, I kind of just feel like I'm at the point where I, what am I going to learn that I don't already know with yep. Chris Street? So that's why I was. It's fair. It's fair. How I is this? Same, I felt the same way. Okay. <laughs> how is it? This buildup to the show, and, and, and this is going to come off disrespectful. I'm telling you that it's not, but I don't know how it won't, but it is what it is. I felt the same way that you did. I saw all the buildup to it. I'm like, man, it seems like we saw this five years ago, or I've read it, and I've read every article, and and that sounds really bad. But, um, but Chris is really, really, you know, that was a really, really important time for a lot of people, me included. But it's been 30 years, and I Whoa, 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 real quick. Is that a monkey? No, it's not a monkey. What it's the a, hell is that? It's a cat. It's a cat. It's Ringo. Is that new? It's new. Last Sunday. We have we don't have enough craziness in here with Ginger, although Ginger's getting uh, soft palate surgery in early February, so we're hoping the snores are going to be gone. So you had a big weekend full of dick and pussy. Whoa. Well, you got a cat. You're with Grady Dick. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious! You, okay, so eat with, to- you eat with that mouth. Anyway, so <laughs> seriously, if you were watching this on the YouTube stream, it looked like a monkey just crawled across John Miller's desk. It, it did. All it right, did. so it's, the Chris it's, Street it's documentary. How was? But, it? but but I but but I'm like but I'm but I knew even though feeling those things that I said, I'm like I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah me too. Absolutely. And so I was playing video games with some friends last night and. And it got to be about 1030. I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm going to bail. I'm going to go watch something. So I turned the Chris Street thing on. Um, and it was one of the best sports documentaries that I've seen. It was uh, – I cried a lot. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Because this is like the first time I've really maybe watched this through the prism of a parent. Oh. Um, I have a 20-year-old. Um, I'm 11 months older than Chris. Uh, and hearing and seeing his parents, his sisters, um, Gary Close, uh, them talk about it and them not be able to contain their emotions, it it 
it hammered me for sure. Who produ- like who did the doc? Is was it Big Ten Network? Uh, there's a production company that they okay. had on on the crawl beforehand. I, I can't remember the name. It starts with the E, I think. Okay. And um, it was just incredibly well done. And frankly, I don't know that they almost ever need to do one again. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm saying Good. this this was that's awesome to hear. This was the epoch, and they also um, had a segment in there on the lawsuit that took place between the street family and Johnson County and Iowa city and, uh, Pence, the name of the, the who was the tow tra- the uh, snowplow driver. And he was from West branch. I remember you know, I was in college in Carbondale at the time this happened, but you know, we still had and still have deep ties to West branch. And it was a tough time in that town for him and his family. And I'd never, and that's the first time he's ever spoken about it on camera or to the media since the lawsuit uh, was basically it didn't go in the street family's favor. So yeah, it was just all around. And, and then they end, they ended it with uh, the, you know, they kept the, a, a thread that they had going through the whole thing was Chris street, you know, about ready to set the, the consecutive free throw record for Iowa. And they kept mentioning that obviously foreshadowing to the Bohannon. Yeah. And I remember when Bohannon, you know, that game and when he missed it. And at first I was thinking to myself, did he really, try to miss that or are we just saying that after the fact and in watching it last night and the camera angles and i and i felt this way for a while but last night rammed at home i have zero doubt that jordan bohannon intentionally missed that free throw um the ball hit the underside of the front of the rim and he's the greatest free throw shooter yeah. in, in the history of the program and one, one of the types that you could just blindfold him and he'll make absolutely 100%. absolutely Absolutely. And I have zero reason to doubt Jordan Bohannon saying what he said. And uh, what an incredible, amazing gift. You know, Wade Looking Bill said that was the best moment in Iowa basketball history when Jordan did that. And and I respect his emotion and his feelings on it. He was a teammate of Chris's. He was mm-hmm. older on the team. Um, it, it was certainly a great, um, touching human moment. And, and I couldn't even begin to tell how many – how many times Jordan Bohannon has done that for people and made them feel special. And, and a lot of college athletes do that in a lot of schools, but loved it. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to probably knock that out tonight. To yeah. Honest. Text me after you, what you think. I, I will. I will. I, I, and I'm glad to hear that. I just, you know, I was on kicks and oh, the last, I don't know, eight years and we've done so much Chris street stuff. Like yeah. The Rick Brown book came out. There was the anniversary. There was the Bohannon free throw thing. And it, it's not that I was fatigued of it. I just. Like, I think fatigue is. I think fatigue may be in the area code of the right word. And I know it sounds bad. Just being transparent doesn't mean I don't care for him. Yeah. Um, it's I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I will say that um, I'm really glad that I watched that Good. program. That makes me. Yeah. That makes me happy. That makes yeah. me. That excites me. Um, I'll, I'll watch it tonight. Looking forward to that. The I wanted to talk to you about Deion Sanders. Have you been seeing this stuff coming out of Colorado? All these videos, I, this I, Tim I, Brewster thing. So I, I didn't see the Tim Brewster thing. I, I watched oh a God. video this morning. You 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 texted me last night saying that you wanted to talk about Dion and, and what's going on, and that's pretty much the essence of what you said to me. So this morning I get home and I just, you know, Deion Sanders, Colorado, see you. And I went to the news and I didn't see like anything new-ish, but I saw a video of him trotting out a bunch of female Colorado athletes up in front of his football team, talking about how you respect women and all that. And I got to, I got to admit, 
I didn't like it for one because I thought like if that was one of my daughters being paraded up there, I would not like that at all. I certainly appreciate the sentiments that Dion was trying to get across. Do we have to film everything? If you have to film everything, does it mean as much? I'd feel a lot better about it if the camera wasn't there. Yeah. And Dion is, has always, he's playing the character of Dion Sanders. He's, he's playing the character of primetime. And with the cameras there, it's primetime. You know, I'm sure that he does a ton of things off camera. Um, but yeah, it, it, it seems, it seems showy staged and those types of things typically don't seem genuine. Go to the, you got to find it when we're done. The Tim Brewster. Uh, well, that, that already piques my interest because that guy's crazier than a shithouse rat. And I bet it's interesting. It, and they're filming everything. And it's, it's basically him like he's acting like as a drill sergeant to the team in this meeting room, telling them to stand, sit, stand, sit. And they're responding on cue. Um, and it didn't whatever. Again, like I've, I've watched Gene Chizik do that during practice. Like I know that this, Tim Brewster isn't. But again, like when Chizik did it, like we weren't doing it for a camera. We weren't. There, I don't know. There, there's certain things is like keep the meeting room between you and the team. Like the the trotting the women out there. Like that's great. We should every coach should be having that conversation with a group of college men. Like I'm fine with it. Felt the same way you did. Um, I mean, it, how, and I also it's just it's too showy for me. And I like Dion. I, I as a kid, I loved him. He was one of my favorite athletes of all time. I thought it was really cool when he went to Jackson State, and I kind of fell for it where I'm like, man, he really cares about these historic black colleges, and I think he does. I don't, I'm not trying to say he doesn't care, but I also know a lot of the stuff he said, like, this isn't a stepping stone, and all, like, no, it kind of was, and like, I think we could also be able to like recognize that. Not that he didn't do great things there, and he brought a lot of eyeballs to that conference, and everybody's benefiting from it, and that's great, and he should be committed for it. But we should also be able to point out, like, yeah, this is not exactly what it was pitched to us as. All those things can be true simultaneously. Yeah. Um, you said that you're not a fan of the showiness. Neither am I. But one thing I've tried to uh, change about my perspective when I'm talking about people in sports in formats like this over the years is that um, I'm hardly the arbiter of you know the right way to do something or the wrong way to do something. Um, yeah. I probably have more experience with the wrong way to go about things than I do the right ways to go about things. I'm trying to change that in my uh, back nine of life. So what Dion's doing, it's not like egregious, uh, at least as far as I know, and it's not quote unquote wrong. It's just not how I would do it. And I think it looks, I think trotting those women out there, um, that would have really effing pissed me off uh, as a parent. I would be, I would be furious. Um, regardless. Yeah, my, my daughter signed up to be, to get experience as a manager or as a recruiting assistant, not to be a, an object. No, yeah, yeah. You know. not, not to be a prop in one of your videos, which in a way you put them up there and it's in, in a different kind of sense. It's objectifying them again. Um, you know, let's let's, you know, make your statement to your guys without the props and certainly without the cameras. Well, even yeah, 
if he if he had all hey all the women in the room like and it wasn't on camera i don't think it would have bothered me as a dad right for sure because they're part of the team right they're there every but the i'm pretty sure the camera even like zoomed in on him like it like it was it's just, it's just really weird yeah. the last couple of days in that colorado program right? yeah but you know um you know the hbcu stuff you brought up earlier um, you know, Dion certainly did champion and position himself as like, I'm coming here to make the difference. And this isn't about the next step. This is about the historically black colleges and and making a difference. And he probably did make a difference. Um, and I don't have any problem with him leaving to go take another job. It's just the, 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 the self-righteousness and sanctimony that is just so tiring because there's, there's enough of that in the world every flipping day, no matter what form of media I turn on to consume, I'm bombarded by sanctimony and self-righteousness and grifters. And I just, you know, so it's fatigued. I'm fatigued by that for sure. I find it, I'm, I'm really odd because even when he took the Colorado job, even with my thoughts on well man he kind of played us there i was still like oh this is cool i'll root for him this this is still he's doing it differently like i like this i like these non-academia people like i i think this is cool challenge the system i won't lie i think if the season started right now i don't think i'd be rooting for colorado i i can't root against them because i also recognize that dion is a very strong figure i think the guy's probably a good dude uh at his you know core dna i think i don't seems know enough like about him seems like it. i think right? he's i think you and him have a lot in common where age like you're a different guy than you were 20 years ago right and like i just read that book the jeff perlman book about the dallas cowboys and it certainly seems like Deion Sanders is a very different man than he was when he was playing for that Cowboys team. Yeah, which is yeah. cool. And I, I, if oh, you're not dislike if you, him, if yeah, I want to make yeah, if you're not different, if you're not fundamentally different at fifty than you were at thirty, you're a psychopath or a sociopath or both. Um, it, it, you, you, if, if you, or, or you're the most, you were born to the lucky sperm club and you've never had to go through a, a river of shit and come out the other side like Andy Dufresne. Okay. And then you don't even know what life really is. I think that as such, I'm not rooting against Dion because I think Dion can be a positive force and impact and mentor. Um, especially, and I'm using his words here, especially for uh, black student athletes. All right. He's talked a lot about that, about yeah. being a role model. And that is a community that's, um, you know, been decimated by, you know, I don't want to get into that uh, because that's a topic for a different show. I think Dion can be a great force for change, be somebody that people look up to. So I'm not going to trash him on that. I just feel like some of these camera things are stunts and PR things. But you know what? Maybe he's trying to reach a different audience than 51-year-old Lily White John Miller. In yeah, you. I want to text me when you watch the Tim Brewster thing. Because okay, I'll watch it. I would venture to guess, at least with like the Twitter sports audience, and that does not represent all of humanity. But if you're like for the 40 and under crowd, at, at least that are college football fans, 
the approval rating of the Tim Brewster video that I think was put out there for people to go like, oh man, look at this. This is great. Uh, the approval rating was at like twenty percent. Like there's a there, people there, were not impressed by it. There, there's a lack. There's a lack of self awareness. Yes. Good um, point. Yeah, it was very well said. It's either a lack of self awareness and or and I don't give a shit what you think. This is who we're gonna be. And um, it's Tim Brewster too. Like it's not. I think if Dion was doing it, it may have come off differently. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you gotta watch. So let me know. Put out a I tweet would, for our I, audience. Yeah, via I would not. I would not want Tim Brewster to be telling my story or any parts of it. Very well said. Again. <laughs> All right, I got to get to a meeting. Um, weekend plans for you? Chiefs have a home football game. Buzz there in Kansas City. I would assume. Yeah, and I think that'll be fun. I I love. I I think Chiefs will win. But I like this Jaguars team. They're fun to watch. I think it's because I hate Urban Meyer so much that I'm rooting for I'm yeah, drawn yeah. to the Jags. Yeah, a little bounce back. Um, you know, you, being a you know Chiefs fan, and that's a lowercase c and lowercase f. I mean, I do love them. I I love Kansas City more than I love the Chiefs. Got it. Li- lifelong Royals fan. That's my true fandom. But Chiefs, I'm here. It's the talent. But I will say that. Patrick Mahomes, um, watching him every single game of his professional career, um, there's never been another quarterback like him. No. Um, and the number, you know, I tweeted out something from Rainey Gisarelli today, who's my favorite Royals commenter, um, does a podcast with Saran Petro, um, Kaufman Corner, which is probably my favorite all time podcast. These guys are uh, an analytics analytic. And Rainey uh, started baseball perspectives with a few other guys. He's written for the Ringer. He had an article that he wrote for special for the Ringer today on Patrick Mahomes. Oh, cool! And, and what he's out. and what he's done in his career, you will be flabbergasted. There's nobody, nobody even close to what Patrick Mahomes has done on almost every metric through the first five six years of his career. Um, he's, he's so unique. Yeah, how he wrapped his arm like most of these guys. Oh, small market. I want to get out. Patrick is part owner of the Royals. The current, like you know, he's wrapped his arms around that city and all the water. He brought Waterburger to Kansas City for which I'll forever be grateful. Uh, Once they get their Dr Pepper shakes back, it's seasonal. But yeah, Patrick is going nowhere. That's the legacy for you. But yeah. The, 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 long after Patrick Mahomes' playing days are finished in Kansas That's just why I love him, though. And I know the NFL is different than the NBA and baseball, but, you know, it's not a big market. There's not a ton of media opportunities there, and he just owned it, and I just – I love him. He, I grew up a Vikings fan in southwest Iowa where Chiefs fans were obnoxious, horrible. I hated the Chiefs until they got Patrick Mahomes. Now I root for them. I really do. You always you feel like every time you tune in, you're going to see something you've never seen before, and he's made the miraculous commonplace, and that's just uncommon. He is humble. He uh, he's a really he's a really good dude. A lot like Brock Purdy, to be honest with you. Except Brock was Mister Irrelevant and not, you know, as highly regarded obviously as Patrick Mahomes coming out of college. But no fun playoffs coming up. I actually might. Sage asked me if I if I would come down to the Super Bowl, if Brock would make it, and do a radio road thing for Iowa everywhere with Kittle. Did in, you know in, it's in Phoenix and that's where Brock's from? That's awesome. Uh, so I'm hoping that that happens. I don't know if I can get away because then I got the NCAA tournament and we're going to Vegas. But 
I, I, Vegas, Vegas, baby. I'm going to be in Vegas. Miller and Williams, I've, I've on location, got, Sweet 16. I got clearance for probably the whole week. Woo! And this is like a bucket list thing, and I can't believe I'm going to do my Vegas during the NCAA tournament at Circus Sports, which is the only that, – that's like – That's it. That's, that's the Super Bowl champion of sports books, and that's where it's we're going to be. the biggest sports book in it. the world. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, camera's rolling. Um, you're going to see a different side of me. Uh, hopefully you like it. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to get to a meeting. Yeah. Thank you. He's John Miller. I'm Chris Williams. Uh, Ken Miller and Mike Palm are going to have their betting preview for this weekend's NFL playoffs. Uh, we'll have that posted for you late tonight here on Iowa Everywhere. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Iowa Everywhere.